You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, January 27th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The numbers are looking fairly good for Sitka as sales tax figures are coming in for the last two summers, but expenses and inflation have taken a bite out of that windfall. Municipal Administrator John Leach walked through the annual report to the community during a meeting of the Sitka Chamber of Commerce on Wednesday. His remarks and the accompanying slideshow touched on the workings of every department in the city and what local government was doing to both develop much-needed projects and to preserve and maintain existing ones. Here's an excerpt of Leach's discussion of upcoming capital projects. He warned the audience, there are a lot. We have an airport expansion and remodel. We have the, the haul out that was approved by uh, a vote of the, of the citizens uh, that's starting down at the industrial park. Marine Service Center bulkhead and seawall, we want to raise grant for 8.3 million, was it Michael? 8.3 million. Um, that, that is a, a federal grant that we received. We're starting on that. Um, the heat pump emergency at Blatchley, we just wrapped that up, about a $600,000 project. Transfer station, compactor, and upgrades. You guys might remember the issue we had with shipping municipal solid waste and open-top containers, and now we've got a compactor coming in, and we've resolved that issue, but we've got to start construction there. The Crescent Harbor high load, the net shed over here, senior center, fire system and plumbing, police station, HVAC, Thompson lift station, Lake, Hearst, Monastery, Kincaid, sewer reconstruction, Crescent Harbor, multiple sewer lift stations, a seaplane base, Lincoln Street remodel, Crescent Harbor restrooms, uh, City Hall HVAC, the seawalk phase two, Wachusett's fish passage, culvert, Kim Sham drainage, GPIP landfill, biosolids landfill expansion, and a traffic study uh, working on for the whole community. So, That's Municipal Administrator John Leach giving his annual report to the community during a meeting of the Sitka Chamber of Commerce on Wednesday. Many of the capital projects Leach mentioned are paid for through some combination of state or federal grants combined with local matching funds. The most variable source of cash for the city is the local sales tax, which began ticking upward in the second half of the summer of 2021 through the first two quarters of 2022. The city brought in over $3 million more in 2022 than it did in 2019, but Leach explained that it was not a pure cash windfall, since the city was forced to defer a number of expenses during the 2020 pandemic. In 22, we finally saw a strong rebound of our most significant source of revenue, which is our sales tax. Uh, We went from $13.3 million in 2019 to 16.4 in FY22. This was attributable to a strong independent travel season uh, in July through September of 21. Continued increases uh, in tax revenue on remote sales, it was zero in 19. We kicked off that program and uh, it's 1.2 million in 22 now. And a rebound in cruise tourism in April through June of 22. However, important to note is that uh, CBS continued growth at a pre-pandemic rate of growth. Uh, our FY22 revenue is still less than what would have been expected by this point if, let's pretend COVID didn't happen. Um, But part of that is inflation. Um, Things are getting more expensive. Uh, That that drives up the sales tax revenue too. So while adding the revenue, it also impacts us on the expense side. Uh, This revenue is really what's needed to support deferred maintenance, uh, which was further deferred to the pandemic. 
Leach went on to say that the positive revenue from sales tax contributed to the transfer of $9 million into the Municipal Infrastructure Sinking Fund over the past two years to allow the city to catch up on maintenance deferred during the pandemic. Municipal Administrator John Leach spoke to the Sitka Chamber of Commerce for almost a full hour on Wednesday. You can find a link to a copy of his annual report to the community on our website, kcaw.org. A boulder tumbled down the face of Mount Roberts in Juneau early Wednesday morning, damaging the Basin Road trestle. The wooden railing on the mountainside suffered significant damage. The trestle is closed to all traffic at both ends for public safety. Tom Matisse, the city's emergency programs manager, encourages people to stay out of the area for their safety. After the rain subsides and the slope starts to drain, we start to gain a little bit of additional stability. That slope will be unstable for quite some time. Matisse says slides are typically more common in the fall, but warm wet conditions this winter contributed to the rockfall, especially heavy rainfall this past weekend. Basically, we just had enough rain to deteriorate the hillside to eat away the barns that was holding a rock in place. And as you get that melt-freeze cycle, the, 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 when it freezes, it expands, and that acts like a jackhammer, pushes the rocks away from the hillsides. Bridge engineers from the Alaska Department of Transportation visited the site Wednesday to look for signs of deeper structural damage. Their findings will help the city and borough of Juneau decide how to proceed with cleanup and repair. Basin Road in Juneau will remain closed until further notice. Alaska's Game Management Board has authorized an elk hunt on Zarembo Island in southeast Alaska for the first time in nearly two decades. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, the State Department of Fish and Game opposed the hunt, but strong support from Wrangell and other local communities helped convince the board to take the leap. Elk are not indigenous to the Alexander Archipelago in southeast Alaska. They were introduced to Adelan Island in the mid-1980s and spread to other islands nearby. That includes Zarembo, which is about 10 miles across the Zamovia Strait and visible from downtown Wrangell. But the Alaska Department of Fish and Game has shut down elk hunting on Zarembo for the past 17 years, concerned about low population. Chris Guggenbickler is the chair of Wrangell's Fish and Game Advisory Committee. He says locals have kept the flame for a Zarembo elk hunt. Elk is always something that we're talking about. There's so many people that have talked to us about the abundance of elk on Zarembo and the fact that they want to have a hunt again. Guggenbickler says Wrangell's advisory committee intended to propose a hunt last year but ran out of time. This year, he took it upon himself to write a proposal. Wrangell electrician and fellow AC member Jordan Buness signed on. In the final hour, I kind of drafted that thing up on my way out fishing and I called Jordan. I was like, you want to co-sign on to this thing? And so he did. So we got it in, the, in front of everybody. Guggenmickler says getting approval for the elk hunt felt like an uphill battle because Fish and Game actively opposed the proposal. But Wrangell and Petersburg's advisory committees supported the move. There's some question as to what the Zarembo Island elk population is. Hunters and fishermen say it's probably higher than 50 animals. Fish and Game says it's at 50 or lower. Biologist Frank Robbins, who oversees the area around Petersburg and Wrangell, told Board of Game members at their January meeting in Ketchikan he's seen at most 23 elk on Zarembo Island. He says the current population is around 50, although that's just an estimation because elk are hard to spot on the island. There's no available data to suggest that the Zarembo Island elk population has increased since elk hunting ended in 2006. Advisory Committee member Guggenbickler doesn't think Fish and Game's population estimate is correct. The number hasn't changed much since the hunt closed. The last hunt was in 2006. There was six bulls taken. 
they closed the hunt thinking that there really wasn't a lot of bulls left on the island. And then it, the proposal came off of the books, and it's been 17 years since we've had a hunt. So they've had that long to rebuild. There's already a federal subsistence elk hunt in the area, but it excludes Zarembo. The Board of Game rejected three other elk hunt proposals, but they unanimously supported Guggenbickler's at their January meeting. Hunters from around the region wrote letters and spoke to the board about how they've seen increasing numbers of elk on Zarembo Island. And Guggenbickler says he believes the strong show of public support for the proposal helped swing the board's favor. Guggenbickler says he told the board deer are also important to wrangle. Hunting elk could reduce the deer's competition for food. A research project in the 90s found significant overlap in the diets of elk and deer, especially when resources are strained after a heavy snow. I mean, it's a huge subsistence food for the community. We learned that there's a 60% overlap in what the elk eat and what the deer eat because the elk are predominantly on the beach. It was, um, we were worried that if there was a hard winter, the deer were going to end up on the beach. The elk would have ate all the food. The deer would have been compromised. The newly approved elk hunt will take place in October. Hunters will apply for one of up to 25 tags to take one bull. But Guggenbickler expects the department to be cautious, at least for now, in how they issue tags. Because of the road system and the accessibility on Zarembo, the department is going to be conservative because they feel there's going to be a higher success rate. Edlin has a very low success rate. There are actually quite a few tags that go out, but the success rate's only 2 or 3%. So... Um, I think they anticipate that Zerumbo will have a higher success rate and and they're going to be conservative in how they issue tags until they have a better idea of the abundance on the island. For now, they're just glad it passed. Elk are kind of one of those species we don't get a shot at much around here and, and there's some huge animals and I think everybody's just hoping they might draw that tag and kill that great big bull. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Alaska's draw hunts open in November. If the new Zarembo elk hunt makes it on the official regulation books in time, hunters may be able to submit their names for an elk tag on Zarembo this fall, with the first season in October of 2024. Taking a look at the community calendar. The deadline to register for Braveheart Volunteers' free Winter Heart Bereavement Retreat is Wednesday, February 1st. The event itself is 10 a.m. Saturday, February 11th. Register by emailing Catherine at braveheartvolunteers.org or by calling 907-747-4600. And Braveheart Volunteers seeks basketball-sized or smaller, lightweight, hard plastic buoys for artists to transform into art for its 2023 Braveheart Volunteers Buoy and Art Fundraiser. Contact Michelle at 907-752-0472 to donate or for more information. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Ziva! Sabin.